0: Hey guys, welcome to Thrive Bites, the official podcast of Dr. Colin Zhu, aka The Chef Doc. On every episode, I talk with health and wellness experts from all over the world, such as doctors, chefs, dietitians, coaches, and many more. And I sit down with them and have casual conversations about plant-based lifestyle, how to elevate our emotional resilience, and what it really means to thrive. And I bring all of this to you. So let's get to this week's episode. Okay, guys. Well, welcome to another episode of Thrive Bites. I'm your host, Colin Zhu, and thank you for jumping on. Today, we have a wonderful, wonderful guest with us today. This is Jan Park. Say hi to everyone, Jan.
1: Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> I'm uh, super excited uh, that is uh, that she is here um you know very excited for her to tell her story for those of you who do not know who she is um Jan is a wellness practitioner um a online uh, coach and she has actually a lot of accolades and she has 25 years of combined experience as a registered nurse certified weight management specialist fitness trainer corporate wellness manager and mom of three. Uh, probably would take us the entire episode to you know s- say how great she is and what she offers. and I'm really so exo- excited for her to share her story. Um, tell us where you're calling from today.
1: I am calling in from Charleston, South Carolina today where we might might hit 80 degrees today. Yeah, okay, nice. okay.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> awesome. So I love hearing about uh, people's stories. And that's really the centerpiece. Um, you know, I, I say this a lot in my, uh, you know, previous episodes uh, on the series. And I, I just love how people you know, come from point A to point B and, you know, what makes them thrive and what gets them to do what they do. So tell us your side of the story and what has inspired you to go from, you know, nursing to nutrition to, you know, your involvement in, you know, fitness and, you know, pretty much how you got to where you are right now.
1: Sure, sure. Um, yeah, so I come from a traditional um, medical background, the first half of my career at least, and a registered nurse. And I worked in the cardiac critical care units, um, recovery room, and, you know, um, taking care of, you know, intensely sick patients. And I did that for the first 13 years of my career. And I loved it. You know, I did, I did that tour of duty and I always loved patient care, but at the same time, there was really, for me personally, something missing and it took me a while to figure it out, but I recognized, you know, that we were really, really good at saving lives, but we weren't necessarily doing the best job we could at changing lives, at least mm-hmm. not in those hospital situations or intensive care situations and there were so many patients that i was taking care of that i knew that these things could have been prevented that open heart surgery you know it, that stroke could have been prevented. So I felt a calling really to move onto the preventative health side of of the healthcare spectrum. So I, I, you know, kind of, I bailed on, you know, doing acute care, and I had an opportunity on, um, on going into corporate wellness. And so I've been doing that for the last 13 years in a in a uh, at City of Charleston actually for the employees of the city the police fire mm-hmm. recreation lots of different people who work for the city and I had an opportunity to embrace that that thing that was missing for me you know I was seeing that we were discharging patients come kind of back to the same lifestyle that often landed them in that emergency room you know we we have a lot of lifestyle diseases that could be better managed with with lifestyle modalities. And so I had this opportunity to go on the preventative um, teaching side and teach nutrition and um, teach those types of lifestyle modalities that can really change people's lives. And so that's what I've been doing. Um, and then getting my fitness training. I mean, I've always loved working out and, and I, I've always embraced fitness. So getting getting that was just sort of a, a no brainer to do in that wellness, employee wellness manager role that I was doing. Um, so that's kind of what led me from traditional nursing in our traditional medical system to really flipping over to the other side of um, teaching people the connection between You know nutrition and how that really can empower them Mm -hmm. to often not a hundred percent of the time, as you know, but very often in many many cases can reverse conditions. You know, Mm -hmm. can reverse high blood pressure and reverse high cholesterol and and oftentimes reverse type two diabetes. And if if it can't be totally reversed, some of these things we certainly better managed on less medication. Mm -hmm. So. You know, I, that's really where I found my calling is empowering people to, to be able to take control of their health and not feel like they're necessarily a victim to their, to their diagnoses.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I think that's a really good point because a lot of patients, uh, you know, clients, people in general, they, you know, they're very frustrated with uh, modern healthcare and they feel like they are a victim to pretty much the system, you know? And, um, you know, they feel like, oh, is this ever going to end in terms of um, how many medications I have to be on, or you know, whether I have to get set up for surgery, things like that. And, you know, I personally get a lot of um, patients that come to me, you know, I practice family medicine. So I get like a whole breadth and diversity of patients. And, you know, I, I I would have a good subset of people just asking, you know, is there something that you could take off? Or, you know, is there something else we could do? Because I really, I'm not a medication person um, is one, one feedback I would get from patients and others would be, uh, you know, they just would rather, you know, do something else. And I think, you know, I, I'm blessed and humbled to not have any major chronic diseases myself, but from their eyes, you know, they want to take, you know, control of their lives, they want to be able to, um, you know, get back to, a certain level of normalcy. And so not ha- having less medications in their eyes, you know, gives them that sense of autonomy and power. So, um, so I totally understand where you're coming from. And I resonate where you're coming from in terms of, you know, being able to, you know, go through just diet and lifestyle, which in many, many cases is really how they got to a certain point in their lives of poor health.
1: Hmm. And and it's tough because um, there, we definitely have um, a component of our culture that, w- as Americans in general, I think we we like quick fixes, and so it, sometimes it is easier to take that pill,
0: <laughs> and mm-hmm. and
1: and instead of working on you know a little bit of a longer term strategy that can reverse and better manage conditions. But, you know, once people realize, wow, this, this pill sometimes has four different side effects or five different mm-hmm. side effects. And, and sometimes we do need the pill. There are, of course, pharmaceuticals that save lives in, in many situations where we, we can't just always get everyone off. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, there is that component of, of our society that we, we like quick fixes, um, you know, and the whole weight loss world is notorious for that, you know, instead mm-hmm. of, you know, um, you know, we want quick diet pills and, and magic bullets and they don't always yeah. exist. A lot of it comes back to um, good old common sense with, you know, you know, moving more and watching, watching our portions.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so you had talked about in terms of um, you know, look from your clinical experience as a registered nurse of, you know, being able to save lives and not necessarily changing them, quote unquote. Is there, and and other guests that I've had, Um, you know, sometimes are inspired uh, to go on healthier pathways because of their own personal health. Have you noticed anything in your personal health or experience or maybe family members that might have um, you know, inspired you more, or was it mainly just from your clinical experience that you decided to take this route?
1: You know, both. Um, I was already a registered nurse when both of my parents passed away, but it's it's very um it, it's a pretty classic tale. You know, my, my father who, um, I grew up in New Orleans, first of all, I live in Charleston now, but I grew up in New Orleans, which is the town of indulgence and Mardi Gras. And we, <laughs> we love to eat. I love New Orleans. Yes, we love to eat and drink. I mean, it is it is a um, certainly a town of indulgence. And so my dad um, had his first heart attack in his 30s. And if he, if he ate a vegetable, or even when I grew up growing up, honestly, if we ate vegetables, it was sauteed in bacon grease, you know, There, and so we had, I had a terrible diet growing up. Um, and it's just kind of one of those stories of like how, you know, nurture versus nature, you know, is it genetics or is it lifestyle? And so, you know, he had his first heart attack, you know, in his thirties. So did my brother. So there, there was clearly a genetic component of predisposition for heart disease in my family for sure. Um, but that doesn't mean you automatically have to succumb to those genes. Um, he had two strokes, two open heart surgeries, um, you know, he had his carotids cleaned out. He had um, early, you know, end stage liver disease, you know, from again, New, New Orleans people like to drink their liquor um, and colon cancer.
0: And mm. all
1: of these things, and a pacemaker, um, all of these things were so lifestyle driven, and all of those things were just a nature of you know of our culture of the way we you know we were eating down there in New Orleans. <laughs> Again, mm-hmm. it was good food, but it it has its price. Um, and I'm a big believer that you can certainly um, enjoy really good food and that you, you do not have to be perfect. You know, don't let perfection be the enemy of good. You, you can still indulge in some cheat meals and, and I love food. I, I eat great healthy food all the time and it tastes better than a lot of the junk food and fast food that I don't, you know, I don't touch anymore. But to get back to your question, um, yeah, I mean, that watching my dad go through that and then me becoming a nurse and then going into wellness, it was so obvious to me that this, these were all lifestyle driven diseases for him. Mm-hmm. And oh, and he smoked too. Um, and so all of these things, um, he, he ended up, di- you know, he did have a fairly you know, long life, but I don't know if the quality, of course, was, was there you know, at least towards his last two decades, you know, so um, that was definitely a, um, an eye opener. And I see that as yes, my brother had his first heart attack too, in his 30s. And so do I have a genetic tendency towards heart disease? Absolutely, I do. There's no doubt in my mind, both my mom and dad Mm -hmm. had heart disease. But am I ever going to get it? I have no doubt in my mind that I will not. I mean, because, Mm -hmm. because I eat, I eat right and I can control the risk factors that can keep me out of heart disease and keep those genetics turned off.
0: Sometimes a lot of patients uh, or people in general, they look at their family tree and they notice this trend, whether it is, you know, obesity, heart disease, diabetes, cancer, and they just think that, oh, you know, down the line, you know, all these different family members have, you know, have it. And I think, you know, I'm going to get it. You know? Mm-hmm. And so in a way, it almost gives them discouragement or it gives them some sort of um I don't even think this is a word, but they're dismotivated to, you know, actually participate in uh creating or starting a healthy lifestyle for themselves because mm-hmm. they already they see that trend is so strong, mm-hmm. you know?
1: yeah and yeah, i no like right. to I really like to remind any you know the folks that I work with um who have those conditions or and or might already be on medications for high high cholesterol, high blood pressure, type two diabetes that in and and correct me if you have a more updated stat than this, but I've seen pretty consistent data on this, but about ninety five to ninety seven percent of high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and type two diabetes. Is reversible, so we know that genetics has maybe about a five percent play, and that's very empowering for someone to know that.
0: Yeah. So basically, with the medical diagnosis of high blood pressure, we call essential <clears throat> hypertension.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, for us, we, you know, we like to make diagnoses where, you know, we don't really. Sometimes we don't really know where it's come from, you know, and mm-hmm. the medical literature, you know, sometimes uh you know we try to be as up to date as possible. Um and you know when we'll either have one clear-cut cause or we'll have multiple, you know, and so we'll call that multifactorial. And you know for high blood pressure, you know, it is relating um you know for the most part to diet and lifestyle. And so yeah, I agree with you. I mean, like if you're able if we have the best up to date science to say, you know, this is, you know, able to be prevented or treated in reverse, you know, why is it not? Why does everyone not know about it? And I think it's maybe because the marketing of big pharma, um, you know, and all these different types of procedures and medications that make a lot of money, they just kind of push all this to the wayside and, you know, they just make their own headlines. And so, you know, marketing and media does um, play in a lot. And so, you know, we, I like to call health champions, you know, do our best to be able to promote good science. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, there are some genetic causes, um, not to say that 100% um, is related to diet lifestyle, but there are some genetic causes. But, you know, we um, were able to turn off certain genes. That's what's called epigenetics. So, Let's talk about, you know, how you've created, you know, what you've created in terms of how you help people. And, uh, you know, we were talking about this a little bit offline, but, you know, you've created an online platform for yourself. Um, I believe it is called Health Yourself, um, and that's health with, you know, uh, H-E-A-L-T-H. And I like that because it, it puts the autonomy, like we're talking about the power and autonomy, into your own hands before we talk about what it is and what, you know, you offer and, you know, uh, the services that you provide, what were the initial like obstacles and challenges, um, in terms of creating this? Because obviously there's, you know, uh, you know, the health and wellness space is very large, um, and inundated, you know, from people from all over, Mm -hmm. what were the obstacles and challenges, um, that you faced early on, or maybe that you're currently facing, you know, in terms of, you know, Um, um, in terms of, you know, keeping this going, or maybe in terms of, you know, what people perceive as good general health uh, with this. Hey, guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a great question. So the reason I, I did Health Yourself by JP was because I had a lot of people coming to me asking for, you know, nutrition help, um, and diabetes help and weight loss help for the for was most of my request that I was getting is help with weight loss. And so I knew I knew I could teach it. I knew I had 13 years of doing it in an employee wellness um, corporate setting where I I had my track record of success. So I knew I had good vetted information and I and I what what was killing me is that people were going out there finding stuff on the internet and doing a lot of fad diets that are unsustainable mm-hmm. and some of them some of them can be dangerous, you know. And so, again, a lot of people are looking for super quick fixes. But but I saw a lot of folks in all, dem- all demographics, you know, college girls to, you know, um, parents at home trying to cook for kids and cooking differently for their kids and doing a fad diet on their own all sorts of stuff. So there was a real need. Um, and then I also saw patients who were calling me that said, um, you know, my doctor said to see a dietitian. I can't get in with one for for six weeks, you know, so there was a need to have some good vetted information that people could rely on that wasn't a fad diet. And so that was my initial goal is like, um i can't i don't have enough hours in the day to do all of the private clients that you know were asking so i was like well there's a definite need that why not just do an online course at least to get some good nutrition information out there so i you know put together an online course and then since then, I did one for specifically for college students, a separate one for college students. And then I started making meal plans. That was a separate program where you know, people can get a, a healthy meal plan every week. So I would say the, the barriers were really just like, okay, I was doing this a lot face-to-face private, which I do. I do still do that, too. And then I would teach big groups and all at my corporate job. But how do you package it up online and reach people? And so, you know, yeah, definitely had a learning curve with having to do that and figure all that out. You know, did that about a year and a half ago. And then, um, you know, I think for all of us healthcare providers, we love to teach and we get passionate about teaching and we want to see, you know, lives change. We're not always the best marketers, at least. So that was another big learning curve and challenge. Mm-hmm. I have to figure out, you know, how you're supposed to get your, you know, your, your word out and let people know you got this available for them. Um, but other than that, it's, it hasn't been, it's been a great uh, learning experience and growth for me as a, um, as a clinician to mm-hmm. teach it and reach people in a different way in mm-hmm. a way that allows them to get good vetted information without without breaking the bank, first of all, mm-hmm. and like getting it immediately, you know, having people who just get diagnosed with something, or even if they don't have any diagnosis, they just want to learn how to eat healthy. We shouldn't have to have them wait and have to get in with a clinician that takes six weeks or something, you know, so you should be right. able to have it accessible, affordable, and reliable. Those, those are really my goals.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, because uh, a lot of times, um, uh, you know, people want to know, you know, what is good information? You know, there's a lot of in my world, you know, we have to kind of, (laughs) you kind of have to like bob and weave and filter out a lot of misinformation. And similar Mm -hmm. to you, when patients come to me, majority of the time, I think uh, certain stats, like maybe upwards of like 70 to 80% of people before they come to see the doctor, they've already been on Google. (laughs) <laughs> and um you know you know it's searched whatever symptom they've had or searched whatever diet they have and you know and um i'm not sure what what uh, they look for i don't know if it's the first page that they see or the 10th page that they see or where they go but um you know more, 9 times out of 10 you know what the information that they give me before they ask me the question like what do you think um of x y and z um you know i can pretty much tell that they've been to probably the worst resources possible and yeah. um so it's very important to you know, for those that are, those of you that are listening to be able to, you know, make sure that, you know, uh, you go to your healthcare provider and, you know, you ask, you know, questions and, you know, uh, because it's, it's about your health. And I, uh, I'm always, um, I, I love the proverb, you know, health is wealth. And I always give the same analogy where, you know, we want to be able to accomplish a lot in, in our lives and we want to get, we want to be able to get the most out of our lives, um, that we have and it doesn't matter whether you're a you know CEO billionaire or a homeless person you know it's like your health will stop you in your tracks no matter who you are that is so and true. so and so basically you know it's important to be able to get you know good information so um so i i i i resonate with what you're saying um you know and uh, you know i can see that you know, you've created something, you know, to be able to, uh, be digestible and, uh, cost effective for, for people. So that's awesome. Um, I would love to hear about your stories about, um, successes and, you know, from your clients, um, thus far, you know, like what give, share with us some, some particular examples of, a you know, a couple of clients and obviously you don't have to share names, but you know, just some, um, you know, some couple of successes that you had.
1: Sure, sure, sure. Um, so I'll first start with someone that was a little a little bit more more recent, and um, I've worked with people of all ages, and you know, females, males, and all that, and different demographics. Um, but I feel like in a certain demographic of young women right now in college, especially, um, there's a lot of social pressure and mental pressure on um, just self-esteem and, um, the way they look at themselves. And it's a group that often loans itself to fad diets because Mm -hmm. college kids do want a quick fix (laughs) Mm -hmm. and they are often challenged with not even having kitchens, but maybe they're living in a dorm room or whatever. So, Mm -hmm. um, I I, my older two girls are actually in college. Um, and then I have a third, that's a 14 year old. So, um, I, my own my own daughter gained a, a bunch of unhealthy weight when she went to school. She had a big old time her freshman year, and um, she finally started listening to her mom and decided she wanted to do something. I, I never nagged her about it or anything like that. It was totally on her terms. She's like, oh, "I'm just really not feeling myself anymore," and I. She was a high school athlete. Long story short, she you know lost the thirty five pounds of unhealthy college weight, and just really felt much better about herself. So I, and and just, you know, was able to exercise easier and all that. She had a lot of friends come to me after that wanting help. And that's what prompted me to make that college program. But one particular one was also on several um, medications for anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm not a counselor, I would not Claim to be, you know, that's not in my clinical lane. However, you know, and, and that wasn't totally what we focused on. We focused on nutrition, and she had a specific goals to um, start exercising again and get in control of her health. She had no energy. She was losing focus at school. Her self esteem was very far down. So when she learned the right nuts and bolts of nutrition and stopped trying all of these crazy fad diets that didn't sustain and that she was always starving on, you know, we the the weight loss goal was easy to take care of that, you know, fixed itself when she started eating right and knowing what her count cal- her, you know, a proper healthy calorie calorie range for the day is. But what was so remarkable was she started feeling in control of her life, all Mm. aspects of her life, not Mm -hmm. just in control in the kitchen and knowing what to do when she was eating out with friends and everything. But she came off of every anxiety and depression medication she was on, which Mm -hmm. was about two to three of them, which was remarkable. It was not, I did not promise her that that could happen, but, and I'm not saying that, you know, go eat a salad and you'll cure your depression, not saying that at all. But it was a remarkable reminder that in this particular case, once she took control of that, of that health aspect of her life and eating healthy, and she restored her good gut microbiome, which we all know has, you know, 95% of our serotonin, which is our happy hormone is made in our gut there was a lot of other things that started really falling into line and the mental health improvements that i see is one of the most remarkable things because mm. not everyone remembers that we can't can't separate the mind from the body and when you start having um when you start eating better it you know it takes some time this didn't happen overnight she worked hard at it but over the course of a few months, all sorts of things started. All sorts of diagnoses started going away in her. So that was that's really one of my favorite favorite um, testimonials. That um, because it was it was such a total turnaround of her entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked with diabetics who you know definitely when they understand what good carbs are, what bad carbs are that are kind of empty and like the, the power of being able to get rid of, you know, a lot of the added sugar and the processed white carbs when we can get them just eating healthy carbs that are full of fiber, um, and lots more vegetables, um, and just moving a little bit more in their day and starting to get them to exercise more. You know, we've, I've had had diabetics that have turned their life around came, you know, off of insulin and just managed on one or two diabetes, you know, oral medications, which changed their life because they didn't have to stick themselves with insulin, you know, all Mm -hmm. day long. So, um, those are, those are some examples of, 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 testimonials. Um, and then, you know, I love just when you have the, the everyday, um, you know, the, the, the mom at home who's who's working incredibly hard to keep a family happy and and you know trying to come up with healthy recipes. I love when we can see them go from feeling like they were a short order cook and you know, fixing the toddler something different than mm-hmm. the teenager, <laughs> than themselves, to cooking healthy as a family unit and eating together again with family-friendly recipes, but Knowing that when you instill these habit, habits in your children, you are saving them a lot of pain through life, you know, and, and it's also a lot easier for you to cook for a family when you're doing it all together and not being that short order cook. So I love seeing that happen as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And thank you for that, um, you know, breadth of examples. Um, and uh, for the anxiety, depression uh, client that you had, uh, how long were you working with them for?
1: A few months, and, a few months, uh uh-huh. but Mostly just the summer when she was home from college. Um, oh, oh. That's yeah, yeah. So she, yeah, she did. Now, um, and she, she, had to do, of course, a lot, of, a lot of work on her own. And, and I'm not saying that folks don't still have bumps in the road. This is, you know, when it comes to behavior change, we all have some setbacks now and then. But when you teach people the right knowledge, that they can always, you can't ever take that away from them when they Mm. have the knowledge, even though we're human and we may sometimes fall off the wagon here a little bit on our good eating and get back on, you know where to go back. You know what to do to hit that reset button, but you got to have that good knowledge first.
0: Yeah, 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 of course, like we were talking about. And, you know, for those of us uh, that are listening, um, you know, if you uh, you know, maybe decide to work with Jan or some other, you know, coach um, that you know of, it's, you know, very important that you do work with a healthcare provider, because, you know, these, uh, these clients are not, you know, taking themselves off medications, they are working with their doctor directly. Absolutely. Um, yeah, um, to be able to do it in a uh, very safe manner. Um, so, Off of that, um, you know, for those that are listening and, you know, because coaching, health coaching, life coaching is something that is becoming more and more, um, you know, uh, not necessarily trendy, but Mm -hmm. um, more uh, involved now and more well known in terms of having this person in your corner. Um, What would you say are, you know, common misconceptions, uh, roadblocks, limitations for people, let's just say if they're not working with a coach Um, Or if they are in terms of improving their uh, health, you know, have you been getting, you know, just common misconceptions, like when you start off with a client, for example, and, you know, you start to learn about them and, you know, where you they've been? Do you pick up on, you know, common themes, um, you know, with uh, your uh, clients or what you observed over time? Hey, guys, we're gonna be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the first one was the was the first, one of the things we've already mentioned was that people are, um, just because they might have a family tendency towards certain things that run in their family, whether it's, um, you know, heart disease or diabetes, they think they're doomed to get it. So, mm. so break that wall down right away, because you're not doomed to get it. Um, And I think the biggest thing I run into is because it's, there's so much, you know, the weight loss industry is a billion dollar industry. And there's a lot of fad diets, there seems to be always a designer fad diet out there, like the diet Mm -hmm. of the, I don't want to call it diet of the week, but more like the diet of the year. (laughs) Mm -hmm, It's kind of like mm -hmm. there's always one fad diet out there that is, you know, making billions of dollars for whatever it's selling. And, you know, it's, you you hate to rain on someone's parade, you know, like, yeah, these things might work at first, but there are diets out there that if they, if they are telling you to exclude an entire food group that mother nature gave to us, that's probably not sustainable, and you could be doing more harm than good. So, you know, there's a lot of when you, there's a lot of teaching that I have to start off with with that, because there's powerful messaging out there on social media. And then you have this um, drive of people making a lot of money sometimes on these fad diets right. and products that, first of all, a lot of these products are kind of like gimmicks and they, you know, they're not real food that comes from nature and they're, they're products that promise, you know, a lot of stuff and like, yeah, you might be able to lose a a few quick pounds at first for sure, but that doesn't just because you lose weight does not necessarily mean you're healthy, healthy on a cellular level inside. It doesn't mean it's necessarily boosting your immunity. It doesn't mean it's necessarily decreasing your inflammation levels. Those things can only be done with real whole food. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that's the number one thing for sure that I come across.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's important for people to know that because, you know, like we were talking about over the episode, um, you know, we are gravitated towards <clears throat> quick fixes and um, you know, just, just magic bullets. And the thing is, is that that's, a product of heavy marketing mm-hmm. and media and false promises. And, you know, these people, these companies, they spend a lot of money to be able to do that because, you know, they want to maximize their revenue from whatever product um, they're trying to sell, you know? And, um, you know, like Jan um, is saying, and what I say to my patients is, you know, it really, it took it mostly from diet and lifestyle, uh, uh, many, many daily choices that you make every single day over your lifetime has pretty much gotten you to a certain point of chronic disease, for example, right? And in order to get yourself out of it, you know, you need to, you need to be able to believe in a certain discipline for yourself and, and you need to understand that there's a certain process. And it's kind of like, you know, a good meal takes time. Right and so, in order to get back to your health, it also takes time. I mean, it took you time to be able to get into a certain state of chronic disease or poor health, right mm-hmm. It's also going to take probably not as much time it really you know, but it does take a certain time so in uh, in other words, it's not going to be quick um mm-hmm. it does you know it does require a certain process and I think people have, you know, some people don't really have the patience for that process. And those are the ones that are going to fall off the bandwagon. And Mm so, you know, we want to be able to stress that, you know, for people. So,
1: yeah. And I love stressing, you know, progress over perfection. Definitely. Behavior change is hard work and it's easier to want to pop a quick pill then do the hard work. It's we're, we're we're humans and we all have a lot of stress and demands on us so it's I get it but at the same time, you know, even small steps um, you don't have to run the marathon right away. You know, you don't even have to run the 5k right away. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's very small steps and sometimes focusing on What can you add in instead of always having a mindset of deprivation and taking out is an important thing to um, start with people, you know, to empower them to, you know, just adding in more vegetables during your day can be an incredible step. And we hadn't even talked yet about anything you have to remove yet. Just doing that one step of adding in and nourishing, nourishing, coming in can totally decrease your appetite by the way, because you're adding in a lot of fiber and all this stuff and you're naturally mm-hmm. going to probably start taking the junk food out. So just having a different look at approaching it as a positive and not a negative of, um, giving always having to give something up, but thinking about, well, what can you be adding in?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, you know, I teach the same thing as a concept called crowding out. And, uh, you know, a lot of my patients that come to me, you know, if they're very animal predominant, you know, lifestyles, you know, I tell them, okay, well, let's just do the very basics initial step of why don't we double and triple your plant intake first? And, uh, you know, basically similar to you, you know, what they find is that they'll start losing the pounds because, they'll just realize that and this is you know uh, true that you know plant food is going to satiate you uh-huh. um on a whole, in a more whole level, you know what I'm saying? So you're going to be consuming less calories. You're going to be losing the weight, you know, you're going to feel more satiated because, um, plant food is going to have more of what you need, all the different components, um, to be able to sustain and optimize your health. So, Absolutely. um, yeah, I, yeah love I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it too. So I'm going to close out and, uh, I love asking my guests this question on how you personally thrive. And I think it's just, just as important in terms of, you know, of course, distilling good health information, wellness information is very important. But I think it's important about that story, like we're talking about in the beginning. And, you know, what gets you up in the morning? What pushes you to keep going? How do you personally thrive? So, uh, you know, we talked, uh, you know, a little bit about this, but I want to know what you do uh, else, you know, to help you that And then as a second part to that question, can you give audience members three tips in terms of removing common blocks in terms of starting their health journey?
1: Okay yeah so um, what makes me thrive is something we we tipped on earlier in this podcast is without I wake up every morning and I remind myself that without my health, it doesn't matter what kind of retirement account I have. It doesn't matter what kind of house I have. It doesn't matter. Without my health, I don't have anything. So my family will not have me here without my health. And so that I always, you know, try to, when my day gets busy and I'm tempted to skip my own workout, you know, I say, you know what? it's the world is not going to fall apart if i go squeeze in 20 minutes of a hit workout or something you know 20 30 minutes so i wake up and i just kind of set that intention and i set that priority and um and one way to do that uh, you know for those out there who have a hard time with their day just disappearing before they get that workout and is put your workout clothes on first thing in the morning now sometimes you can only do that if you work out of your home or if you're stay at home um, you know, mom or dad, or if you do that on a Saturday or a Sunday, because you may have to report to the office all the other days, I get it. But put your workout clothes on first thing in the morning, um, bring them to work and walk on your lunch break and just set that intention that you're going to get it in no matter what come hell or high water, you're going to get it in. So three things that you could literally start doing today right now is add more veggies in your life more plant food we know is the most disease protective, um, diet or, you know, lifestyle in the, in the world. So eating more plant food. Now, um, I am not myself a hundred percent vegetarian. I'm about 80 to 90% and 10 to 20%. I do still eat some animal products. I love fish. You know, I live on the coast. I love seafood. So I eat that more than probably any other meat, but Um, so again, progress over perfection, adding in more plant food, even if you're, you know, you don't have to totally be ready to take the step if you're not ongoing, totally vegan or vegetarian, but, but it can completely change your life and reduce your risk of chronic disease. If you're eating more plant food, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, we have more problems in our healthcare, um, in our healthcare system in America Karen, I'm sorry in in America in general the prognosis will bl- blow you away if you look at the number of GI issues we have we have more GI issues than more more prescriptions with GI medications that will, it would just blow you away and so many GI problems can be better managed and reversed with with restoring that gut microbiome. So eating more veggies, that gut microbiome science is exploding right now, what we're finding out. So eating more veggies and really taking care of that gut health and that healthy bacteria thrives on fiber. It has to Mm -hmm. have fiber to live. So where does that fiber come from? Plant food. There is no fiber in animal food. It has to come from plant food. So that's my number one tip: is eating more vegetables. Number two would be getting rid of the processed, added white sugar. Not worried about the sugar in fruit, but the processed, added white sugar, and the empty white carbs. You know, like just like the you know the empty desserts and a lot of the food that's processed white flour, like waffles and pancakes and pretzels and. Things that do not have any nutrient density and they're just empty calories Mm -hmm. and sugar, sugar being, you know, the highest uh, culprit in that. Um, And my last one is um, actually more on the fitness side. Um, I am a huge believer in strength training. And I believe that as we all get older, people blame you know, metabolism going down because of age and all that stuff. A lot of it is just because we're losing our lean tissue. And that is the driver of your metabolism, the more lean tissue you have on your body. So I will be strength training forever. No matter how old I am, I will always, always, always strength train. So if you're only doing cardio, it's one of the biggest reasons why I see people who are not reaching their... Um, their goals when it comes to staying in a healthy weight or just their fitness goals in general is that they're they're cardioing to death and all they're doing is cardio. So we definitely need cardio, we need that respiratory um cardio respiratory fitness for sure, but you need the whole package. You need to strength train as well. And if it's it's not something that is difficult to start, you can do it in your garage with you know some dumbbells you get from Walmart and there's so many different apps out there. You know, all of my programs have fitness videos in them, but there's so many other ones as well. It's not hard to find some good strength training, beginner um, strength training videos, and it's really going to make you see results, prevent injury, and really make your metabolism thrive. So strength training is is important for mm-hmm. no matter what age we are. So those are my top three. I hope that was helpful.
0: (laughs) No, those are great. I really love how, you know, you summarize them and, you know, put them, you know, very concisely for people to act upon. And, you know, that's what we want to do from this podcast. It's not just, um, you know, just information and wisdom and knowledge. It's really, you know, um, call to action and what you can, you know, implement and make practical today. So. Um, thank you so much for joining us today on uh, today's show. And I really appreciate you taking the time and energy uh, to participate and, you know, share with our audience members for those of, uh, us that want to look you up or learn more about you, where can they go?
1: Sure. So thank you again. It was really, really awesome to connect. It was an incredible conversation. Um, yeah. So for more of my tips, um, and resources, my website is called, health yourself by jp.com. And I'm also on Instagram where I love to do little workouts of the week and, you know, post some recipes and all that good stuff there. My Instagram is health underscore yourself underscore by jp. And sure. I am also on Facebook, um, at health yourself dot jp
0: mm-hmm awesome yeah i will uh, include all this into the show notes and uh you know and uh people please check her out so thank you again for being on the show and um thank you for my listening audience if you like this and uh please follow and subscribe and you know we will see you on the next video um thank you jan
1: thank you colin take care
0: Hey guys, that was another episode of Thrive Bites. If you liked that episode, please subscribe and follow for new episodes. And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts.